Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. The Apostle Jude warned God's people at a very serious time. He wrote his biblical epistle around 68 or 69 AD. This was just before the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans in 70 AD. However, it certainly seems as though Jude was a lot more concerned about a threat from within the church. Sure, there was this threat of the Romans destroying Jerusalem, but there was also an attack going on from within. Jude was an extremely urgent man. He was one of the brothers of Jesus Christ, and yet he didn't address himself as the brother of Christ. He called himself the slave of Christ. That's the kind of humility that Jude possessed. He realized that maybe when he was younger, he didn't quite follow Christ the way he should have. He didn't really believe that Christ was who he said he was. So when Jude was older, when he was an apostle, when he was responsible for the spiritual lives of the brethren, he really had a different mindset. He was a slave of Jesus Christ. He lived to serve and sacrifice for Christ and for the brethren. Jude writes about a measure of moments, basically a few minutes left before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jude thought he was living in the final days. And you'll notice that about a lot of biblical heroes. Their timing was very far off, but that's what they needed to be urgent. It was actually a good thing their timing was off. They lived life sprinting to get everything done. Mr. Gerald Flurry, the pastor general of the Philadelphia Church of God, writes in his booklet on Jude on page one, it is the worst time ever, but it is perhaps the best time ever for opportunities. Just prior to the second coming of Christ, there are spiritual and physical opportunities galore in this end time. However, there is only a very short span of time to exploit those opportunities. We are in the last days today. That wasn't the case 2,000 years ago almost when Jude wrote his epistle. But this book, this very, very short biblical book is for us today. We too are experiencing real threats from without and from within. And it's just a matter of how do we respond to that? Jude says we must remember Notice Jude verse 5, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, 
how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Jude reminds us of this history. The Israelites had a special history with God. They were supposed to follow God. And yet, they quickly forgot God. God rescued them from slavery in Egypt. And yet, it wasn't long before they yearned to return to Egypt. That's just really tragic history. And it's something we need to understand. Mr. Flurry writes about this in the Jude booklet, this sad history of the Israelites who should have known better. They had just witnessed God's miracles, sending the plagues upon Egypt, crushing them and delivering them from slavery. And yet they sort of just wanted to turn back. This is what Mr. Flurry writes on page 14, going into page 15 of the Jude booklet. This is dangerous knowledge. We either change and grow or lose it all forever. God performed many miracles to free us from Satan's bondage. We were saved from this evil world. And now God wants to save us forever. This also requires many miracles. But we have to repent and seek our transcendent future, which surpasses all human imagination. You see, the parallels abound. That's why Jude pointed back to that history of the ancient Israelites. It's relevant to us today. The Israelites were rescued from physical bondage. Those of us in God's church, called out of the world today, are rescued from spiritual bondage to the devil. And we have to keep going in the right way. We have to keep repenting. We have to keep growing. We have to stay urgent like Jude was. Another part here from the booklet, page 15. It's true that keeping your distance from the world is hard. But sometimes people say, I just can't do it. God thunders back, yes, you can. You used my power to come out of Egypt. You can certainly use my power to stay out of Egypt. We must do so. Quite the warning for us. God's church is under attack from without and from within. Even in this end time, God's own church was destroyed from within. And we have to stay the course no matter what. We have to escape bondage to the devil, to the world, to our own human nature. We have to come out of spiritual Babylon. As it says in Revelation 18, verse 4, it's difficult. We are bombarded by negativity, by perversion, by all kinds of discouraging, demoralizing messages from the world. And yet God says, you have the power. 
If you've received God's Holy Spirit, you have the power to get out and stay out of the world. God has worked a lot of miracles to bring us to this point. Are we going to be like the Israelites yearning for Egypt and being banned from entering the promised land? Or will we keep pushing forward and enter the promised land, enter the kingdom of God, which is a billion times better than anything we could ever experience in this life? That's the real life in God's kingdom. We have to keep that in mind. Notice another thing that Jude admonishes us to do. Besides remembering history, avoiding the mistakes of the past, Jude also says we need to fight. We need to contend. This is Jude verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. In other words, Jude had a different message that he planned to deliver. He was going to give an important message about true salvation how that message is very different from what the world assumes it is. That truth is very different from what we hear in traditional Christianity. Yes, the truth about salvation is important. But then Jude saw a need to deliver a different message to the brethren. A message about spiritual warfare. It was a matter of eternal life or death as God's own church was being torn apart from within, as God's own church was on the verge of being victimized in the Roman attack on Jerusalem. All these threats surrounding God's people. And they had to fight. As Mr. Flurry says in the Jude booklet, it's just like what we did in the Philadelphia Church of God against the former Worldwide Church of God, in a six-year court case. We had to remember God's truth, and we had to hold on to it. We had to fight for it. We had to vigorously, violently contend to recover the foundational writings of Herbert W. Armstrong. God revealed all that truth through Mr. Armstrong. And yet his rebellious successors tried to throw it all away. Page two of the Jude booklet. How much do you love mystery of the ages, the United States and Britain in prophecy, the missing dimension in sex, the wonderful world tomorrow, the incredible human potential and the booklets. God wants to know. Because all of those books were revealed to Mr. Armstrong by God. We have the opportunity to become the bride of Jesus Christ. If we're called out of the world, if God converts us, transforms our mind with his law and his Holy Spirit, 
if we're doing God's work today before the second coming of Christ, then we have the opportunity for the greatest reward that will ever be offered to any human being. Marrying Jesus Christ. God is a family. God is the Father. Christ is the Son. And Christ will have a wife. And Christ and his wife will bring billions of children into the God family. But what does God expect from his bride, from Christ's bride? Notice here on page two again, Christ's wife contends for the truth. She reflects the character of her husband. You see, we have to fight like Christ always fought. Christ fought to remain perfect for 33 and a half years. The least we could do is fight a court battle to win Mr. Armstrong's writings. The least we could do is hold on to our crown for dear life, letting no man take it away from us. That's how we follow Christ's example. That's how we reflect the character of our husband. A lot of the commentaries, Bible commentaries, are turned off by the fact that Jude has a very harsh tone. Jude has a very hurtful message in some ways. He wrote extremely forcefully. But notice what Jude was focused on, why he, he wrote that way. Jude verse 23, And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. That is what Jude was focused on. Plucking people from the fire, saving physical and spiritual lives. That's why we get God's message out to the world as a witness as well. If they listen, if they heed that message and take action, they can even escape physical suffering in the tribulation. All of us are going to be blessed with protection if we are with God, if we are in his church, if we are loyal to God when that time of suffering comes. But obviously, physical protection, as nice as that is, pales in comparison to spiritual protection holding fast to our crown, receiving eternal life. That's what's available to us. Page three of the Jude booklet, Mr. Fleury writes, this is why Jude's prophecy is so harsh. Time is running out and we are facing the worst crisis ever. God's people are in a war in this last hour. We live in a dangerous time, physically and spiritually. Spiritually, it's a wonderful war. If we follow Jesus Christ, our commander-in-chief, and attain the victory he wants us to have. What spectacular rewards will come to those who win this war? But it's also a terrifying war because not everyone is going to win. 
even though each one of us should. That's the sad reality. The vast majority of God's own church in this end time has lost a war they're supposed to win. The only reason we're here fighting this war right now is because God chose us to win. He knew that our chance of success was very high before he even brought us into his family. And sadly, it's just so easy to lose the vision and fall away. We must contend for the faith. We must stay in the fight. Now notice here again in Jude 3, where it says to contend for the faith, earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. As Mr. Fleury explains on page five of the Jude booklet, this is a real tangible, practical faith that we must fight for and preserve. Mr. Fleury writes here, what is Jude talking about? Think about this. He says to contend for the faith that was delivered. He is not talking about something ethereal or intangible. He's talking about faith in a body of beliefs or authoritative teachings. You see? Real, tangible beliefs upon which our faith is based. And Jude says these doctrines... This body of beliefs is only delivered once. Who delivered that faith to God's people in this end time? Well, Matthew 24 verse 14 says, one man would deliver the gospel around the world as a witness before the second coming of Christ. Matthew 17, verses 10 and 11 shows that one man would restore all foundational biblical doctrines to God's church before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So this one man delivered the message to the entire world with great power and authority, and he also woke up God's church and restored the true doctrines to God's church. And that can only be one man, Herbert W. Armstrong. That faith, that body of beliefs was delivered one time. And we have just one chance to hold on to that. Page six of the Jude booklet. Can we see that there is no other faith on earth that matters? Do we have deep faith in those restored basic doctrines of God? Christ told us, and Elijah would restore all things. But that man would not author those things. It was really Christ who did the restoring. He did that through a man before the second coming. Christ restored the faith once delivered in the end time through Mr. Armstrong. You see? Faith once delivered. One man did the job. And now he is gone. And it's up to us now 
to continue in that path to fight like Mr. Armstrong did. Contend is a military term. It means we have to go to war. We have to fight for God's truth. There's no other choice. It's eternal life or eternal death. Notice this really probing, condemning question from Mr. Flurry on page six of the Jude booklet. Does anybody really think God will accept people into his kingdom who allowed all that restored truth to just be buried? If we have a casual attitude (laughs) about the truth that God has given us, if we have a take-it-or-leave-it mentality, a ho-hum mindset toward God's truth, why would he ever want us to be part of his family, part of his kingdom, if we didn't even care about what he was offering to us, if we're not passionate about becoming gods like him? Mr. Flurry says, we get the truth one time around, and that's it. The faith is delivered just one time, and that's it. This is, again, on page six. There is one fundamental body of beliefs. Christ restored them, and he won't do it again. Christ restored that truth through Mr. Armstrong. You can prove that. Look at the abundance of truth in the literature library at thetrumpet.com. So much restored foundational truth by Mr. Armstrong. And then, after Mr. Armstrong was taken out of the way, even more truth, even more revelation, even more in-depth in a lot of ways through Mr. Flurry. But again, it's Christ through one man delivering truth. But only Mr. Armstrong was used to deliver the foundational truth, the basic restored doctrines. Mr. Flurry is just building on that foundation. So as we endure a church takeover from the inside, just like Jude did back in his day, it's important for us to remember. It's important for us to fight. It's important for us to remember that we're supposed to win this war because we are sanctified, preserved, and called. God sets us apart. He protects us, perhaps for many years. And then he chooses whether to invite us into his family. It's a detailed process, a careful selection process. And by the time we're invited That means God believes our chances of success are overwhelming. We're supposed to win this spiritual war if we're already here. And you can learn a lot more about that by studying chapter one of the Jude booklet. You can learn about being a slave of Christ, which is actually the ultimate freedom. You can learn how to come out and stay out of the world, how to retain urgency how to be in God's lawful orbit, revolving your life around God and his law and receiving 
endless blessings and the happiness that we all seek. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.